Welcome to another powerful word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church in the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Tonight, we're going to be talking about peace in a troubled world. I want you all to know this is, a, this, uh, you know, I, I, I tried after, after uh, last Sunday, then last Wednesday night, and, and, and then uh, this past Sunday, two Sundays, Wednesday, and I, I tried my best to find a good happy word because I thought, my goodness, if I just keep on telling people that they're responsible to save the world, if I'm not watchful, I'm going to end up with me and about three other people trying to save the world. And uh, I sure would like us to have a, you know, a, a bigger, so I, I, I want to I feed y'all, uh, you know, something that hopefully is encouraging. And so tonight's word is actually like, like Sunday's word. And like last, it's shaped to be encouraging. Uh, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a very uh, um, um, optimistic kind of guy. I believe in, uh, I believe in the Calvary coming. I believe in redemption. I believe in a, in a, in a better day. I believe in a, in, in a trumpet sounding and, and help coming. I believe that, that God will not leave us, nor will he forsake us. And so I hope uh, the messages come across as, 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 as a message of hope. Hope not only for us, but also hope for others who don't know him yet. And uh, it, it's, it's so important for us to realize that, that God has a plan and he wants to use us to fulfill his plan, to work his plan. And his plan is good. And his plan will work if we work it. So tonight we're in John chapter 16. We've been walking through uh, uh, leisurely through the book of John. And uh, we're, we're at a time in the book of John in chapter 16 where Jesus is in Jerusalem. And it's just a couple of days, you know, uh, 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 three days maybe before he's going to be crucified. And, and he's, he's, he's in the last moments the last day or two of his earthly life in ministry, a couple of days. And, uh, and he's just laid some very heavy weight on his disciples. He's just told them, listen, you know, there, 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 there's, some, uh, you know there's some things coming. I'm going to be leaving you, he says. And, and, but, but don't be afraid. Don't, don't, don't be concerned. Uh, but because, you know, I am with you, but, but I'm going to be in you. And I'm going to send a comforter. And, I, and, and you know, I've, I've got this covered. But, but just don't be fearful. But I want you to know you're going to go through some difficult things from time to time. But don't worry. I've, 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 I've got you, okay? And so in John, the 16th chapter, in verse 33, Jesus says this in, in, in conclusion to one of his thoughts. He said, these things I have spoken to you. Now, now, these were his closest disciples. These things I've spoken to you that in me you might have peace. Now, now a peace in a troubled world because the world is troubled. It was troubled in the days of Jesus, you know, and, and, and uh, uh, Jesus was wanting them to know, I know you're going to see some trouble. You're going to see me be crucified. You're going to see me get arrested. You're going to see me, you know, die. And they just couldn't imagine it. And, and so they were headed for trouble. But he wanted them to know that I'm letting you know some things up front so that you can have peace in me. Not necessarily peace in the world, but peace in me. So that any time that you want peace, you can step in me and find peace in me because peace will be in me. And when you are in me, you can have peace in me. I've told you these things so that you will know beforehand and so you can have peace in me. In the world, he says, you will have tribulation. In the world, in this cosmos, in this age, in this generation, in, on earth, and in this world system, 
you will have testings, trials, tribulations. Things will try you. They will try your patience. They will, they, they, they will do everything. You know, this world will, will put pressure on you, and, and, and you will encounter some tribulation. You will have trouble in this world. You can have peace in me. You can have peace even in a troubled world. You can be at peace in a troubled world. Uh, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. He says, listen, don't let this be the thing that robs you of all the joy of life or of all the joy of living. Or, you know, be of good cheer. Why? Because I have overcome the world. Now, I believe the Bible is filled with intentional parallels. Um, in what, 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 I, what I will call uh, intentional parallel truths. What does that mean? That means that all throughout the Bible we will see examples of people living something that we will go through in some manner in our life, whether it's a spiritual uh, you know, uh, uh, experience that we have that mimics or parallels a natural experience that the children of Israel had coming out of Egypt. You know, We came out of a spiritual Egypt. You know, uh, Moses delivered uh, the children of Israel from Pharaoh. We've been delivered from Satan, you know, from slavery and bondage to sin as they were in slavery and bondage to Pharaoh. We came across you know, a, a a, a Red Sea, we were baptized, there's a cloud over us, the Holy Spirit, we get manna from heaven, you know. I believe there are intentional parallels all throughout the Word of God. In fact, I believe the Word of God is an intentional parallel truth that we can go back to time and time again whenever we are in need of direction, when we are in need of encouragement, when we are in need many times of just knowing where we are in life. Who are we in this place, in this overlay? Who are we in this story? Where are we? One of the intentional parallels that I believe that God uh, gave us in the Bible is the last week of Jesus' life. I believe that to be true. Uh, and and uh, these intentional parallels are meant to be used by the believer to give us faith, to give us comfort, strength, hope, love, joy, patience, to give us perseverance, and to give us peace in the middle of trials, in the middle of trying times. Jesus said it this way. He said, it's not those who are well that need a physician. It's those who are sick. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. If you are already right with him, then he's not looking for you. If you are righteous in your own self, then he has, you know, what can he do for you? He only came to make you right with God. And if you imagine yourself already to be right with God, then, then, then you know, what, ha what need do you have? I mean, if you are not sick, he's saying you don't need the physician. He said, but I came to seek and to save those who are having trouble. I came to help people in trouble. I came to help people out of, out of difficult situations. That's why Jesus came. If everything would have been hunky-dory, if that's a concept, if that's a word, if everything had been okay and wonderful, Jesus would not have needed to come. In fact, the Bible says that if we could have arrived at the place of peace with God, if we could have arrived at the place of righteousness, if we could have gotten okay by ourselves, then Christ would have died in vain. But the fact of the matter is, we cannot. Jesus came to help us through the trials of life. The scriptures tell us that born-again believers, those of you who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, born-again believers in Jesus Christ, have been subjected by God to 
the elements, the limitations, and the tribulations of this world. Now, don't shoot me down here because I got scripture I'm going to give you, okay? The scriptures tell us that born-again believers in Jesus Christ have been subjected by God's will to the elements and the limitations, the frustrations, the irritations of this world. But we have not been left without the ability to overcome these elements, limitations, frustrations, irritations. Romans, the 8th chapter. Let me draw your attention to Romans 8. Now, when in a moment we read the word creation, this word creation is going to be talking about you, the born-again believer. You know what 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, 5.17 through 20, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that he should walk therein. Okay? If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. This is the same. You know, uh, the, the Apostle Paul talks about the new creation. We are the new creation. We are a new creature. We are a brand new creature in Christ. When you get born again, you become a new creation in Christ. Okay? So that's who we're talking about here. Romans the 8th chapter, verse 20. For the creation. He's not talking about all of creation. He's not talking about the whole world. He's not talking about the animal kingdom. He's not talking about, you know, the trees and the birds. Okay? He's talking about the born-again believer. You can go back and read chapter 7 and 8 in all in context. As the Apostle Paul is talking about him, uh, you know, in, in, in a troubled world, living with limitations... And, and, and what can be done to overcome that. For the creation was subjected to futility. The King James Version says to vanity. The New Living Translation says to God's curse. Futility is a very good translation. It's a very good concept for us to understand. For the creation, the born-again believer, was subjected to futility, to the, to the limitations, the elements, to the futility of this world. Not willingly. It's not that we want to be subjected to it. It's not that I want to be limited. It's not, when I get born again, I don't want to be subjected to the pain and worry and frustration and irritation and hurt and pain and death. God didn't ask me, you know. It's not willingly, but because of God, Him, who subjected creation in hope. Now, God has subjected the born-again believer to the futility of this world, not because we want it that way, but in God's great wisdom, for some reason that I do not know, God has decided to subject His children on earth 
Two, frustrations, irritations, aggravations, tribulations. What Jesus said, in this world you will have. You will be subjected to tribulations. Now we can see this parallel in the life of Christ. We can see that Jesus, the Son of God, was far above the limitations of this world, but he was subjected to the limitations of this world. But he subjected himself to it willingly. Okay? I wasn't given a choice. <laughs> Maybe if you and I were given a choice, we would, not be, we would not be so subjected to pain. Jesus felt pain. Jesus was subjected. He was the Son of God. So far above pain, so far above having to endure pain. But he did. He subjected himself. God subjected his Son Jesus to pain. Do you think it wasn't painful to be scourged, to be nailed to a cross? God subjected his son Jesus to sorrow. He knew sorrow. He was acquainted with grief. Now wait, this is the Son of God, the Word of God, by whom all things were made and by whom all things consist. This is the Son of Almighty God, so far above sorrow, so far above grief, but yet He willingly subjected His Son to sorrow and grief and pain. And Jesus, I can show you where He was angry. I can show you where He was frustrated. I can show you where He was a little irritated. Those are the elements of this world encapsulated in the concept of futility. God subjected the new creature, the creation. God subjected His children, just like He subjected His only begotten Son. And we, although... We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And although we are so far above this world that this world is not worthy of the people like you walking around in it. That, that, that's what the word says. I, I reckon this world is not worthy of the children of God that walk among the, these but God has subjected us to the elements and the, the futility of this world. I have been frustrated since I've been born again. I have been angry since I've been born again. I have had pain since I've been born again. Jesus was subjected not only to those things, but he was also even subjected to death. The Son of God subjected to the futility of this world even to the point of death, and so are you and I. And God subjected us in hope. Wow. More or less, the Christian is brought under the, you know, this influence. Our joys have been marred. Our peace is discomposed at times. Our affections wander. You know, we live a life, as one commentator said, of vanity and vexation. Not voluntarily. In fact, it's contrary to everything the Bible tells me I am. Hello? How about you? 
The things I have experienced so far in this life are contrary to the things that I read and who I am in Christ. That's why we fight against these things. And that's why we overcome. First of all, we win in the midst of, of a situation and we win over the situation. I do not understand why God in his great wisdom, in the, in, 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 in the wisdom, great wisdom of his plan, I don't understand why the plan of God leads through this world. I don't, I, you know, I don't know why God decided to subject his children to the elements of this world during their time on earth. I don't know. You know, uh, I, I do know this. Let me throw this in there. If I was God, I wouldn't have done it, I don't think. How about you? I think if I was... This is how I would imagine God. This is how I imagine him. He can do anything. I imagine him, he can do anything. You know, you do too, right? He can do anything. So here's what I would imagine of God. Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. The devil, you know, came as a serpent and tempted him. I'd have tore that serpent's head off. I'd have thrown him off the edge of the world. <laughs> I'd have said, Adam and Eve, splash, spank, 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 don't do that anymore. I'd have cleansed him of sin, and it had been done. Boom, 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 over. But there must be some things I don't know. Because God, in his unparalleled wisdom, found it necessary to have a perfect sacrifice, which could only be his son. And so he willingly subjected his son to the limitations and the elements and the frustrations of this world so that I could be saved. God subjected Jesus to the limitations of this world in hope, in hope that I would be saved. This world is an unrighteous, evil, wicked place. We are, we, 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 we are a world, uh, you know, in, in sin. We are a world that is, that, 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 that is, this system is controlled by the prince of, of this world, the prince of darkness. And one day, that's why one day this world will be no more. But at present, God wants to save people out of the world. I don't know why, in his wisdom, he found it necessary to require the blood of his son and why, in his wisdom, he found it necessary to save souls by my witness, but he has. He has found that, and he has said, I don't know everything, but what I do know is powerful, and he has said that he will save souls through my witness. You know, I, I don't know why God decided to subject his children to the elements of this world. However, I do know for certain that, that the verses that we read offer us the chance to know, offers me the chance to know. My placement in this world is by divine appointment. Just as Jesus was divinely appointed a place on earth, and it cost him some effort and energy. He had good times. He had difficult times. He had frustrating times. He had happy times. But it, it, it's, it's his place in this world. We all, we are on a divine appointment by God. And I'm expected to run my race, finish my course, and keep trusting Jesus in the midst of difficult trials. 
Some days and some seasons of life are more difficult than others. Nonetheless, Jesus did not leave us without a witness, without comfort, without direction. He told us how we can get through, how we can overcome. He told us how we can be overcomers in the midst of this futility, in the midst of things that we can't change, in the midst of things that we can't help, in the problems that present themselves to us. Some of the problems we call, some of the problems we let happen, and some of the problems just happen. Sometimes people you know, do things to us that are unfair, tragedies, you know, a loss. Uh, but how do we overcome in the midst of things that we cannot control you know we who are born again the children of God you know uh, it, it's it's you know we have been given a role to play and sometimes you know my appointment might lead through the valley of the shadow of death but when it does I am told to fear no evil because God is with me his rod and his staff comfort me we're not we're not called to be passive adherents to the troubles of this world or the trials or the tribulations but we are called to be overcomers uh, I believe that we may very well be in the last days I don't know but I'm you know I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, that somewhere within the next 50 years I'm going to be with Jesus maybe maybe 75 years you know I believe that we may very well be in the last days. What in the world does that mean? Well, uh, let, let, me, let me give you a brief synopsis of what we are headed towards. Don't, don't, don't let me lose you here, okay? Because I believe we are in the last days, but I believe that the things that are coming upon this world, we have been prepared for. You have been prepared since before the foundation of the world. You are the perfect person in the perfect place at the perfect time to do God's will. You are God's best. Your placement is by divine appointment. You are, you, you are more capable of doing what God has called you to do. And, and you may not even realize it, but you are on the right road. You are on the road that God has you on you are by divine appointment you, you know uh, those of you who have given your life to Christ and have said God use me you could hardly throw yourself outside the will of God unless you want to go off and, and sin somewhere and then he'll find a way to res wrestle you back and get you back in line because he needs you in these days you are a necessary asset for God by divine appointment so uh, you know I do know that God has a set time, a set calendar. God's calendar is fixed, okay? God has a set date for the rapture of the church. I believe in the rapture of the church. I believe that one day we're going to hear a last trumpet, and I believe that the dead in Christ shall rise, and I believe we which are alive and remain shall be caught up in a moment in the twinkling eye changed, and we shall you know, meet the Lord in the air. I believe in that, and I believe that God knows exactly the moment that that's going to happen. He already knows it. It's on his calendar. I believe that, that God knows the exact moment that the tribulation will begin. I believe he knows the exact moment that the great tribulation will begin. I believe that God knows the, 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 the very day that he will say to Jesus, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, lead your army of saints and angels and go and, 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 and defeat the Antichrist and, and, you know, and, and, and get uh, you know, uh, Satan and throw him in, in, you know, uh, in, into prison for a thousand years. And I believe that, that during that time, and you can read in the Word of God, you can read the book of Revelation, during that time, you know, uh, you know Jesus will be reigning from Jerusalem, and, 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 and nations will be, there will be several groups of people, people groups on the earth at that time. And you, 
you can see after the thousand years when Satan is loosed that he deceives the nations. And I believe that God knows the very day that Satan will gather together the nations to come against Jesus and his saints at Jerusalem. That's still at least a thousand years ahead in, 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 in the way I understand it. And then fire will come down out of heaven, the Bible says, and consume the armies. Satan will be grabbed and thrown into the lake of fire. And then God will convene a great courtroom called the great white throne judgment. God will be sitting on the seat as judge. Jesus will be the advocate, the attorney. You know, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, books will be opened. And you... I believe right now there is a, uh, uh, an eternal great white throne judgment court summons with your name on it. That's right, your name. There is a court summons right now with your name on it that, that won't happen for at least another thousand years or a thousand and seven years in my, in my calculation, beginning this fall, by the way. But <laughs> right now there is a summons with your name on it. And do you know what? You will not be late for that court date. God will send out angels to gather every person. Even if you die between now and then, you will still be there at that place. And you will be judged out of two books. And those whose names are not written in the book of life, they will be cast into the lake of fire with hell and death and Satan and his angels. Then there'll be a new heaven and a new earth, and I believe God knows exactly when that new heaven and new earth is going to be there, and new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, and Jesus will rule and reign on a new heaven and earth where there'll be no sin, no sickness, there'll be no poverty, no worry, no defeat. There will be no futility in that earth. Tremendous. I believe that. Those who overcome will inherit all things. That's why it's so important that we overcome. If you do not overcome, then you will be overcome of the second death. How do I overcome then? How in the world do I overcome? How do I become an overcomer? You know, uh, the, 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 the apostle uh, uh, John wrote in the book of Revelation, you know, the seven churches that many of us just visited, each one of them had a message to the overcomer, a special message, a special blessing to the overcomer. And, and, and you know, uh, the apostle Paul wrote, you know, that we are more than conquerors, you know, we are overcomers. How in the world do I overcome then? Well, late in his life, the apostle John, again, writing uh, in, 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 First John tells us how to overcome. But there are three things that I believe are true and eternal. Let me give you these three things as I'm trying to close right now. No, number one, God already knows the day and the hour in which each one of these events is going to take place. Number two, we are closer to the rapture of church than we have ever been before. And number three, those who overcome will inherit all things. Okay? Let me tell you how you overcome as I close in 1 John chapter 5 the last living apostle of the Lamb writes this whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him verse 4 for whatever is born of God now remember 
Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. If you believe that Jesus is the Christ, born of God, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That's how you overcome, by being born of God, by believing that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. You overcome the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith, our faith in who Jesus is, our faith in Christ, us being in Christ. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Every born-again believer is a new creation in Christ Jesus. And unless you have missed it somewhere, or I have missed it somewhere, the Scriptures plainly tell us that as born-again believers, God has left us in this world subject to the elements and the limitations of this world for a season for his reason i believe it's the same reason that jesus was on the earth i believe it's so others can see god in us and know god through us by coming to christ as a result of our witness i believe that is why god has left us on the earth subjected to these elements to the futility of this world he did it not because we want to be here subjected to so much less than who we are but God did it in hope it's the same hope he had in Christ that others might see our light and glorify our father in heaven so let me encourage you to let your light so shine before men that others might see your light and that God's hope might be realized. Just let your light shine. Be nice, be kind, be loving, be gentle, be caring. And whenever frustration, irritation, aggravation comes, realize that you have overcome in Christ. These things I've written under you that you, you know, might have peace. In this world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And you in me you overcome in me believe in me overcome with me not that you won't be frustrated but don't let frustrations ruin your life not that you won't be disappointed but don't let disappointments ruin your life not that you won't go through hurt or pain but don't let the hurt and the pain rob you of the fruit of the Spirit, of love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. Don't let the problems of this life ruin your life. This world is so much less than what you yearn for. One day we will have that. But today, God's hope is in us. It is Christ in you, the hope of of God's glory. Thanks again for joining us for another dynamic message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.